I think that was one of the first episodes, the second episode we talked about in the world, but not of it. Yeah. And um, we were talking about how we're here in the world, but we're not of the world. Mm-hmm. So we can't adjust to all the customs of the world. You know, maybe your mission isn't to be at that job for 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe God has different stuff for you. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to someone about the church and, you know, I didn't understand it the first time, but by the second and third time I understood it, mm-hmm. that my mission isn't to be at one church mm-hmm. for 50 years. Right? My mission is to go to different churches, help build their children and youth ministry, mm-hmm. and then he moves me. Mm-hmm. It's like, you you know, you built it, you did it, you, you've been a member here and then he moves me and um you know like some of my friends don't understand it that goes to one church it's like that's your maybe that's your mission to you know sing in the choir or just be a pew member or whatever but Mm -hmm. that's not what he has for me Mm -hmm. i start children and youth ministries and sometimes the way that he uses me to do that is joining the church Mm -hmm. for two three years and then i move on i'm not set to be there well, my friend, and, and you've met um, Chandra, and he's he's like one of my other big brothers. We were having a conversation. We always have these intellectual <laughs> conversations. And Chandra, if you are listening, he is he is one of the best storytellers I know. But um, we might have to have him on the podcast. You should, because he he's just like a wealth of um, knowledge. So we we should maybe look at what's mm-hmm. something he can come in and talk about. But um, we were having a conversation one day talking about how the world has evolved, being in the world but not mm-hmm. of the world. And he said, it breaks my heart to see that as the world evolves, the church has yet, you know, really to evolve and that there are arguments still in the church about men versus women in leadership, that there are arguments still in the church about somebody pulling the Bible up on their phone instead of opening up mm-hmm. a traditional Bible. There are arguments still in the church about how 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 short is too short of a skirt <laughs> there's still arguments in the church about choir versus praise team and he you know and he was just lipstick. going down the list exactly and and it really struck me just to hear him number one as a black man having mm-hmm. a conversation because the black women particularly in the black church make up the majority but for him he just he lasered in on it and he said when are we going to get to the point that the church is about trusting God. And wherever God leads you, that's what you do. And you do it with not only pride, but you do it with joy. You do it with peace, without battle, without struggle, without conflict, and that's what you do. And when we had that conversation, it took me to reach. And it was right after I had made the decision about this this change. And part of my prayer was, how am I going to make this change? And you just gave me this big plan yeah. for reach. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, you was there the Sunday when I went through yeah, what, what we went through everything it. was going to be. <laughs> so um, when, when he said that, though, it, it just brought a sense of peace over me yeah. because he's absolutely right. Everybody is shaped and formed and fashioned for the purpose in which God brought them into this world. And every ministry can't look the same. Every individual can't be the same. Every leader can't walk and talk the same, sound the same. And so where one leader may be positioned to be in that church for 10 years, like you said, 
that's not you. And you're very clear that that's not what God has called you to. And so I would just echo, you know, what Chandra was saying. When are we going to get to the point where we just trust God? Yeah. That's what it's all about. I, I think, you know, for me, I didn't understand it at first when it first happened. Um, I call it my ministry church when I started. But, I mean, I'm, a, you know, fresh. I, I've been in church since 12, but I didn't start ministry till I was in my 20s. And the, when I first started ministry, I'm up here thinking we got kumbaya and this is, yeah, we all loving the Lord and we're mm-hmm. striving for excellence. And I mean, I I got jealousy. Mm-hmm. I got lied on. Mm-hmm. I got backstabbed. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got so much resistance. And I'm like, okay, well, this is supposed to be church. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not, I'm not even dealing with that in the world, <laughs> but I'm dealing with it right, right here, here in the in church. church. Yeah. And I was like, I, like, Lord, you, you got to explain this yeah. to me. Yeah. But it was that, that thorn that Paul talks about. Yeah. And you just like, Lord, just take this thorn away. Yeah. And it's like, my God is, my God is sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but take it away. It's mm-hmm. like, this ain't how it's supposed to mm-hmm. be. But look at the timing, though, too, because you've always been a leader. So, Itanya and I, we go back to high school, y'all. <laughs> and she was someone I looked up in, in high school. I think we had chemistry together. Mm-hmm. I think that was a class. I know it was a science class because I think I was, was the it only the, was sophomore. It, was it the um, gate chemistry class or the regular chemistry class? Because the gate one, I wasn't supposed to be in that one. I think it was the gate. <laughs> that one was a mistake. That was a mistake. They just didn't have a regular <laughs> science class to put me in. And I was like, what am I doing I think here? it was. But and I, met, I had never been in the gate but science I, But class I met before. some great people yeah. in, that, in that. Yeah. In that because Carlina, if if Carlina Williams, if you listen to this, Carlina was in the class. Mm-hmm. You were in the class. I think I was like one of two sophomore. Everybody else were juniors and seniors in the class. And I used to look up to Itanya because you would come to school saying, "I'm gonna do this," and you would you would do it. And you know now I understand also what was driving you personally. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. be that engaged at school, you know, just based as you've yeah. shared your your testimony, but that wasn't the only drive, yeah. right? That was the leader in you. So you could have been in the leadership leader that at was that being point. developed. Exactly. That I didn't even know it was exactly. being developed. But just imagine if you would have tried to tap into that leadership in a church environment at that age. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because I started teaching in the church mm-hmm. at thirteen. And I was teaching young adults. I was teaching people who were older than me, but that was because of God's timing. So we got to trust God because this is the other thing that Chandra said. We were talking about David um, recently, and he said, you know, David went through everything that he went through, but he went through it according to God's timing. Yeah. And if he had gone through it outside of God's timing, the results would have been detrimental. None of us would be here today calling him or reverencing him as the King David mm-hmm. as we knew him to be according to what the word yeah. of God shares. So it's 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 timing is so essential, which gets back to if you hear God telling you to go, or you hear God yes. telling you to do, or you hear God telling you to speak, or you hear God saying, stand, do it, because yeah. that's his timing. And he's made the provisions for you to be successful. Yeah, I remember um, the ministry church where all, all the opposition was going on and happening. And, 
you know, I'm trying to work with the youth and and somebody else felt like they could do a better job than me. So they mm -hmm. wanted to be over the youth mm -hmm. and it was just crazy. And I remember um, the day that the Lord said it was time to go. And I stood there, I, I was there way longer than I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. But um, this particular day, we it was it was like there was no drama right now it was like everything was good so mm -hmm. i was like okay i could do this but that day the preacher was preaching and i couldn't hear mm -hmm. and i was sitting up there and i'm looking around like did the mics go out what is going on <laughs> i could not hear nothing he was saying and at that point i was on an audio ministry doing powerpoints and and i was like i can't What's going on? I don't hear nothing. Mm -hmm. And that day, the Lord was like, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. And that day, I told the pastor, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. He was like, okay, I understand. I know people are here with me just for a season. Mm -hmm. And he was cool with mm -hmm. it. And that day, I left a couple of my friends. We all left together. That was the last day with that church. Mm -hmm. And then I did, because this type of person I am, I went to my leaders mm -hmm. and I said, you know, I just want to let you know this is my last day. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I won't be in the part of the ministry anymore. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you talk about slack. I got so much slack from people. Well, hi, where are you going? I said, Lord, haven't told me where I'm going yet. I just know it's time for me to leave here. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, that don't make any sense. And I'm like, but and it's not so don't we all supposed sense. to be serving the same God? Right. Like, this is what he told me to do. Right. See, and I'm going to make a joke. That's why Sunday school is so Oh, important. We got those stories throughout the Bible. But in, do you in believe? But do you believe exactly. what you teach? But do you believe on? what you're reading? Because I, I know some people that have sat in the pews for 30, 40 plus years, and some of the stuff that come out their mouth is like, have you ever opened up the Word of God and 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 really read His Word? That makes no sense whatsoever. But that's because we allow the enemy to get in the way and break that bond. We allow the enemy to get in the way and throw back up, up to God what God's plans are for our lives. So we got to trust and we got to be ready to move when God says move. And we'll only do that if we're trusting him. If we don't trust him, we're not going to do it. And, and if we do do it, we do it reluctantly. So we miss out on a lot of our blessing doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I think we just got, like, three different, um, we went over three different topics <laughs> today, yeah, so this might be three episodes <laughs> right now, so we started off with fresh start and starting over mm -hmm. and your move, then we kind of transitioned into uh, just careers and being, you know, are you happy in your life and your career and what you're doing, mm -hmm. and now we kind of transition to you know, the church and just believe in God and trust in God. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like we, we, you know, when, when I look at church now, I look at it as, okay, what's my mission here? Mm -hmm. You know, cause I, I get sent or I'm at, or I go to churches and I'm there for a mission. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, it was one church and I had, when I had left my ministry church, I started visiting other churches mm -hmm. and my friend, she called it, you've been wandering now for almost a year. You need to join the church. 
and prematurely I did. Mm -hmm. I joined a church that it wasn't, it wasn't meant. It him. wasn't meant for me to join. Mm -hmm. And I and then once I got there, I was like, well, they didn't have a youth ministry. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. So I said, maybe I'm here to start a youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And I had this person that said, well, you know, you have to put in a proposal. They'll take a look at it during proposal time, uh, probably a year from now. And then they'll let you know. I'm like, a year from now? What are you talking about? I could be, you know, I could be teaching the, you know. And then I remember this. And the pastor, and you know, because I put in a proposal for youth ministry and the pastor got in the poop hit. He said, we have over... 30 ministries. If anyone's looking to join a ministry, I suggest that you look at one of the ones we have and join that. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is not the church for me. Right. Because <laughs> my mission is youth yes, ministry. Do. Right. And, um, but then, but I did. Mm -hmm. I, I took his suggestion and I joined the children's ministry. I said, give me the oldest kids. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was, it was okay. I did it, but they only met like once a month. I, I couldn't remember the kids' names. I'm like, wow. we're not we're not meeting <laughs> often not enough, enough for me to even remember or build or build a relationship right, with the, the kids. So I was, but I stayed there probably for about a year, year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. But it really, I, I don't think that was where I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. That was me acting out of the will of God and just doing it because, man, my friend mm -hmm. was like, you, you've been wandering now for a while. Mm -hmm. But I, I was learning a lot visiting churches like, okay, okay. And he was showing me stuff. Mm -hmm. And my one of my friends, for some odd reason, think I'm going to be a pastor one day. I said, I don't know where you got that from mm -hmm. that is so not mm -hmm. the mission here and but um i don't know what the reason was for but i was seeing how different churches operated mm -hmm. and how you know you know they you know they wasn't welcoming to you or they wasn't you know doing different stuff um or you know just seeing how different stuff worked but yeah well i think for you and, you know, just listening to you and, and knowing what I know in terms of the table that you bring, right? Not what you bring to the table, but the table that you bring. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think um, you're kind of like, you're kind of like me in the sense that um, every time God moves you, it may not be for bigger. Mm -hmm. It may not be for better in the sense that this church does it better than that church. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to promote you. Because a lot of times when people think of promotion, that's what they think of. Like, I'm supposed to go into something that's bigger and better. Um, God may be moving you there because he's about to prune you. Mm -hmm. And pruning means I got to take some things yeah. away to get you ready to flourish again. Um, and, and I've been through those ministry situations many, a, many a times. Um, my last ministry covering before, um, I took over reach, it was difficult for me when I left because I heard God tell me you weren't supposed to come back here. But mm. you came back here because this is where you come from. Yes. That was my papa. I okay. love me some James Lawson Jr. Mm -hmm. That was my papa. And to this day, I still love him. Um, but God told me, you weren't supposed to come back here. 
And he used my grandmother just before she passed, about a couple of weeks before she passed. And she said, I had a dream. This is what I saw. And when I woke up, your face is what I saw. So this is about you. And I need you to listen to me. And so this is what's going to happen. And when this happens, you know that that's your exit call. Mm. Don't, don't struggle with it. Don't, you know, question it. Don't look at, well, I've been here supporting you guys doing this all this time, blah, 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 blah. Don't even just know that that's your exit call. And I mean, verbatim of what she told me before she passed is what happened. And so I left. So in hindsight now, I look back at that as when I was first there and God planted me there, it was for a pruning. Yeah. It was for a pruning. There was a lot that happened under my leadership of the things that I was responsible for in the ministry, but really what God was doing overall, he was pruning me. He was taking some things off and taking some things away and kind of strengthening me to be able to deal with certain things before he moved me into the next. And so I think it's another... It's another layer to the trust, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we just want trust to be basic. Like, yeah. what you tell me is what it's going to okay. be. And I'm not going to have to deal with all this other nonsense, yes. all this other drama, all these other people. But that's not how trust works. Um, and so he had you dealing with another layer of trust. I want the fairy tale of trust. Exactly. <laughs> I need the fairy and it, tale. it don't happen that way, particularly in leadership. It does not happen. Uh. It doesn't happen that way. But the other side of that is, but then when God says move, move. He could have moved you in another direction yeah. within the ministry. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Mm-mm. That's what I was trying to create for myself when I went back. Yeah. Move me over here and I'll just do... I'll do this over here. Mm-hmm. No. You, no. And, you and, don't move to where I tell you to move. And I tried to move to a church where I thought I was going where no one knew me. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm just going to go. I'm going to be a pew sitter. Mm-hmm. I'm, because when you work in ministry for a long time... You need a break. I, th- I think it was with anything. You just need a break. You do. So I just needed a nice, refreshing break. Mm-hmm. So I found this church, never heard of them before. I was like, okay, I'm going to go visit over here. Mm-hmm. And I had just left my my third church. So I started my ministry church. I left there. I went to the wandering church that I shouldn't have been at. And then I left that church and I went to help a friend Mm -hmm. build their ministry. And I worked in children and youth ministry at that church. And, you know, then it was time to go from there, too, because of issues that I've had with people. And that pastor, actually, I'm going to get to my story. But that pastor said that, Tanya, maybe it's you. Maybe you're the common denominator that's wrong with why you're having issues at the church and you know this was a friend of mine we went to college mm-hmm. together and I was just like you can't tell me what I'm experiencing is in my head mm-hmm. you know and I was trying to be nice because at this particular church I was I got into it with his wife and his sister mm-hmm. and they were <clears throat> one of them was jealous because he wanted me to start preaching on youth Sundays mm-hmm. and the sister got mad because she was supposed to be the his the minister, minister and she wasn't even preaching mm-hmm. so she got mad but anyway anyway so 
to salvage that relationship, I said, I think, you know, God, he removed me from there. Mm -hmm. And I think he had an assignment that he didn't do. Mm -hmm. And that was, I was supposed to start preaching there. And he mm -hmm. was supposed to help me. And that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got moved from that church. But then <laughs> I went to this other, um, uh, I went to this other church where I was just, I was through with ministry. I just said, I just need to sit and and just you know just come get some word sit in the back of the church visit and leave and sure enough i'm in this church they do offering mm -hmm. i'm walking around an offering mm -hmm. and who do i see i see minister west there <laughs> and I mean, every chance she got, she was in front of the pastor telling him how I work with you. youth mm -hmm. and what I do with youth. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have they they had a children's ministry, but they didn't have a youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all I wanted to do mm -hmm. was come and be a pew sitter mm -hmm. and not do anything in ministry. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she kept talking and talking. So eventually me and him had some talks and I gave him some ideas on what we could do in the youth ministry and I got his vision and what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I started, you know, I joined the church and I was, you know, a leader in youth ministry. It was mm -hmm. just like, you know, even when you trying not to yeah. do nothing, yeah. the Lord finds a way to be like, no. That's but look in hindsight though, he, 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 he granted your prayer request because she's she's been at reach now for a year and she has sat and I haven't pushed her. I haven't okay. nudged. I think we had one conversation. You had that conversation. What is you want right. to do? And I'm and like, I'm, like doing I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I push play. I'm recording <laughs> you. I record you on Sundays and Tuesdays. Right. And I left it alone because I've been there. I've been exactly where she was when she came and and i knew the look i i i understood the size i've been there so you know god's still blessed and he has oh, still granted man. and so many things have opened up for you this past year that yeah. you may not have been able to engage in yes. if you were busy in, in, in ministry. youth ministry. Yeah. So, you know, God, he, he has such a sense of humor, but we got to trust him. Yeah. We really got to trust him. And we got to move according to, to his timing. So, yeah. And you know, my plan right now, look, my plan, we've been talking about my our plans and God's plan. But my plan is, you know, I, I don't really want to work in youth ministry, I don't think, anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm more of... A youth developer mm -hmm. let me develop the leaders that that's working in youth ministry mm -hmm. you know I don't mind doing some youth retreats some teachers training mm -hmm. but I don't mm -hmm. know if I really want to work in youth ministry mm -hmm. the kids is a little bit different now well and that's why I say I can understand the size <laughs> because for me everything has always been youth ministry not even so much children's ministry mm -hmm. um, I every church that I would be in I would say I don't I don't need them as babies I need them as youth yeah. because what God has put inside of me blesses youth. I need that age. Yeah. I need the age where they're loud. I need the age where they think they know everything. I need the age where they think I don't understand and their music. A lot of music, people don't like that dress. age. I a lot of a lot of people age. don't like I love that, age. that age. But that I is such to, a critical age. It really is. It's a critical it age. It really is. And and it's um 
it's it's the age where lifetime friendships begin yeah. to form. Not that you can't at children, because there's some that that I came up with in church, my home church, from when we were, you know, yay high, that I'm still in contact I, with to this day. But my friend friends that I think of, my ride or die, those came from youth ministry years. Yeah. It started then. I think um, the reason why people put so much emphasis on children's ministry, because the statistics is if a child doesn't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior by Mm -hmm. 12 years old, Mm -hmm. they're well into adulthood Mm -hmm. before they do. Mm -hmm. So I think people in in churches and even Bass, Bass Convention, that happens the first weekend in March, which is... um, like a church workers uh, conference. Uh, They have all these classes for children's ministry. And I'm part of the youth ministry track. And it's probably, it's just a handful of us in that track. We get probably about five classes, six classes, opposed to the 20 that children is getting. And um, because they feel that children is so critical. And I mean, even when I started in ministry, I said, give me the kindergartners. You know, if I say something wrong, they ain't good enough. Mm -hmm. But then you start growing it was like okay so I started in a children's ministry then I said okay I need the teens and Mm -hmm. you know now I'm ready for um adults but yeah you just you just you you grow but some people they they could stay with that one age group that teen group or whatever yeah and I have a friend who's real good with the teens Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's that's not no God has he has more you know for you to do and and um, youth ministry was not the means to the end. There, there's more to you. He's multi-dimensional. You're multi-dimensional. So, being made in His image and His likeness, um, there's just more for you to do. Um, last last Sunday, I think it was, I preached on how sometimes those closest to us become the ones in our ear pulling us further from God Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's not done in a form of malice they come at us with the best of intentions but those intentions pull us you know from God and so I, I would just caution you as as you continue to be in your um, transition and now that reaches in transition Mm -hmm. with my transition um, that you seek God in everything because everybody's going to have an opinion yes right and you know a lot of people and i don't know what god has for you next he Mm -hmm. may keep you planted the way that you are right now or he may say i tanya this is what it is but keep his ear closest to you not the voice of man not the voice of others um because a leader of leaders is such a critical role um, and it's 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 a tough job, and those who have never been in the position of being called to leaders cannot fully grasp and understand what a tough job mm-hmm. it is. Um, but you gotta stay close to the voice of God as as He is grooming you and preparing you and moving you in that direction. And I think recently from something else we just worked on, you kind of got a taste of it, which is why I say leaders of leaders is so um, critical. She was just on a project where 
I, I don't know that it was necessarily appreciated right now what she was trying to convey and share and get across. Um, if you think back to her saying earlier, she is the table. <laughs> um, I think sometimes... And I wasn't being now, cocky. No, I'm, not, I'm not being cocky when you I say I am the table. You weren't. <laughs> but God was using you in that moment to be a leader over leaders. And um, mm. that's kind of the mm. typical challenge that you're going to face. face. That's the typical environment that's the oppression, unfortunately, and opposition often that you and, will experience. And, you know, part of the reason why Our Youth Matter, and I keep going back to Our Youth Matter, because I really feel Our Youth Matter is my ministry outside the church. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why that got started is we started in the church. We mm-hmm. started getting some churches together and doing projects together. And it was so much... Um, resistance so much um why my name not first on the flyer so much mm-hmm. it was like what I'm, I'm trying to put on a community event here mm-hmm. what forget apply and i found myself okay well on this batch of flyers put their name first and so i could give it to this church on this fly i was like why are you doing all this? Mm-hmm. So I remember we, we we did that. Our youth matter did that for like three years inside the wow. church, and the Lord pulled me out, and He was like, "You, you know, the mission was was bigger. Mm-hmm. You need to reach my people." So I remember the first um, year we pulled it outside the church, and we did a vacation Bible school in the park and uh, I was like me and my sister we drove around to the Oakland parks and we finally found the park and uh that's where we were we were there for I think every three years we outgrow a place so Mm -hmm. we were there for three years outgrew that we moved it to Rainbow Recreation Center I don't think I'm not sure if we outgrew it yet but we're still we still do stuff until they went under construction but I say that to say that Sometimes the Lord has to remove you mm-hmm. outside of the church. Mm-hmm. So um, even you was like working with leaders and working with the person that I worked with, you know, I think that's why the Lord showed me you are the table. Mm-hmm. You you do your own events. Mm-hmm. You, you tried this partnership thing. Mm-hmm. It's not working. <laughs> I need you to mm-hmm. do this over here because what you're doing is you're, um, you, you're doing my will. Right. The Lord is telling me I'm doing his will. Right. So I need you over here doing what I need you to do because right. there's certain people that you need to touch, certain right. things you need to do, and it's not happening over here. And there, there are two things that I would say to that that we've already, both of us have said. One, God shapes and forms and fashions the individual. And he brought us into this world to meet his purpose. Yes. Not to meet our purpose, yes. right? He brought us into this world to meet his purpose. And and we will never fully know on one given day what that purpose is. I don't care how many Rick Warrens write a book called Purpose Driven Life, how many assessments we take, how many talk shows we listen to. You will never know on one given day your entire purpose as to why you exist in this world. You might think you know, but you will never fully know because God is God. He never fully reveals everything all at once now. just doesn't work that way. So number one, you are shaped and formed and fashioned for who God needs for, for his purpose of who he needs you to be in front of so that you can continue to advance his kingdom. 
the the second thing that um I I would say is and and this goes again back to trust and and believing God because I had had some conversations um with you about this particular Mm-hmm. venture project or whatever and I had said I'm a rock with you as long if you say I'm going into it I got you I'm a rock with you I'm be there I but I see you know certain things and I and and I applaud you for acknowledging you tried but then I applaud you for also acknowledging I had to stop and listen to God and God showed me you belong over here what you were trying to do was take a more traditional approach of how it's always been done or how it makes sense it would be because we want to minister to the community. It should be done yeah. with a church. But OYM started, as you just said, because God was breaking you away from that. From the church, yeah. And so I applaud you that not only mm. you, you, you know, acknowledge this was probably not right, but you acknowledge that God brought you back to your purpose. And in doing that, you're comfortable with saying everything is not for me. You're mm-hmm. comfortable with stopping it, even if it might be weeks or months before. <laughs> you're comfortable with stopping it because you realize I'm not going to be blessed and I may not be the tremendous blessing to others that God has fashioned me to be if I still try to force fit something that God didn't intend for me to really be a part of. Yeah. And so that's a that's a huge lesson for all of us because some of us think, well, I got to see it all the way through now because, yeah. you know, I'm and in it, it I'm committed to it. But no, when God says stop and that's not what yeah. I've called you to, you got to stop. My heart wasn't in it. it. It was just, and I was forcing myself and I was thinking, uh, we're doing this for the community. Let me focus on that. But I, I wasn't in it. And then even you guys had said it that first meeting. It was like, mm, I was like, I had an attitude. <laughs> it was just like, what, what? Everything she was, was salty, y'all. Me. She was. It was like, um, I remember, you know, it was it was just all bad. <laughs> I, I wasn't there. And the moment, the moment I said, I can't do this no more, mm-hmm. it was like a freedom. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, I said it out loud. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. This isn't working mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I don't, you know, and 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 I hope that they still, you know, could um, still do the project Absolutely. and still do it for the community Absolutely. and everything. But, but if I'm really honest with myself, I knew last year after last year that's mm-hmm. supposed to have been the end. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and we do this, you know. We know we don't supposed to be doing something. Mm-hmm. We know we don't supposed to be with that person. We know we mm-hmm. we don't supposed to be mm-hmm. doing that, going to that job or doing what we doing. But then we do it anyway because mm-hmm. it's a com- it's comfortable. It's it's something we know. Yeah, and we control it. Yeah, it's like yeah. okay. And you know, it's weird you said that because we we did something new for my friend' birthday. And my friend said, you're having a hard time mm-hmm. with it because you're not in control. Mm-hmm. And I really don't feel like I'm a controlling person. Mm-hmm. But she was like, you're not in control of it. So the moment that I stopped trying to control it, mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I wasn't overthinking it. I got it. But mm-hmm. it was just like, because I was about to be miserable on, you know, that tour for mm-hmm. three hours. But. 
what we were doing but yeah with this situation sometimes we get ourselves into something where the lord is saying no yeah. that's a, no yeah and then yeah. we still try to do it our way yeah and i think that if i would have stayed on that project um nothing that i could have brought to the table will probably happen because i rely on god he brings me everything he gives me the favor he opens up the doors yeah. when i'm doing things because i'm doing his will yeah you know, I'm doing this because he asked me to. I, yeah. I don't necessarily say I'm doing it because I want to do it, yeah. but he trusts me to do it. Yeah. And I, I don't always understand it, but I, you know, I'm like, okay, Lord, mm -hmm. okay. That's how I can sit back and, and watch you as a member of Reach and know that you were right where God wanted you to be. At that time, At yes. that time. You were trying to make that happen before it's time, but it happened at reach. And, and during that time, so many doors have opened and yeah. doors are going to continue to open. And, and it's not about me as the pastor. It's about God in yeah. his timing and his, his will for your life. It don't have nothing to do with me. I'm just a vessel. Whatever he has me preach is what, what gets preached. But this was your timing for him to start yeah. allowing those doors to open. And he brought you here to do it. It don't make me any bigger, any better as a pastor. And that's where we get confused sometimes because we think, oh, well, all this happened while I was with pastor so-and-so or under pastor so-and-so's leadership. So how could I leave now? Because God is the one who opened those doors. You're on a mission. Not, not man. Yeah. God did all of that for you. You just happened to be there in that ministry at that time because that's where God positioned you I to be. I think, too, as people, as individuals, as humans, we like to feel needed mm -hmm. and wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think that we, we like, I need to stay here. I need to do this because they need me. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel wanted. Mm -hmm. This is giving me life mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, like I said, I look at ministry different now just because what the Lord has, has done. And, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, what's my purpose here? And I think it's the same thing with the job too. Mm -hmm. When you're working, you're there for a purpose. Mm -hmm. You think your purpose may be to collect a paycheck, mm -hmm. But it's probably something bigger mm -hmm. that you're there for. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend who has, um, you know, worked with a few different people and they became Christians because who wasn't Christians when mm -hmm. she first started, but just her, you know, imparting in them mm -hmm. about God and how she lives and they watching her example. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you are the only Jesus that exactly. people see. Exactly. You know, you know, so it, it may not always be the best to cuss everybody out at work if you call yourself a Christian, <laughs> you know. Someone told me my halo was crooked one time. I was like, look, I ain't say I was perfect. <laughs> but anyway, but um, you may be the only Jesus that people see. So I think going back to what you were saying is understanding your purpose mm -hmm. Um in in what you're doing mm -hmm. and you know now i understand i go to churches for a reason it ain't necessarily because my home girl is there mm -hmm. so i'm going i'm gonna join your church because i want to be there with you mm -hmm. because what if she don't come am right. i still gonna go exactly 
Exactly. <laughs> you know, because exactly. I see a lot of that happening. Now, oh, well, I won't go because you're not going today. Right. You know, no. What What's, you know, Lord, lead me to where I need to go. What's my mission? What's my purpose? Yeah. Even if I ain't going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did that in our childhood. We were living off of our parents' faith. But, you know, yeah. that, that bank account dried up when we, you know, got to age of accountability and understanding. We got to start walking according to our own faith. And I've been in churches as well where, you know, um, some of my closest friends and and then they left I couldn't follow my husband and I we had to stay you know where we yeah. were until God said it's time for you to go if he said it's yes. time for you to go so you know you can't you can't you can't walk through this world off of somebody else's faith you've got to build and develop and nurture your own relationship with God and it's yeah. it's the most beautiful thing when you do it is. It's a beautiful thing, but sometimes it's um, a lonely. Yeah. I would say. It, isolated. It, yeah, it feels isolated. Yeah. It feels a little bit lonely. I think um, that's partly what, you know, this this change for me is. I wonder this if Jesus redefining its isolation. Oh, he absolutely did. There, there are points in scripture that I could take you to right now when he fasted, um, when he was praying and, and up praying in the fourth watch of the night he goes back and the disciples are still asleep and he's like can can anybody stay up and pray with me can anybody be an intercessor with me am i the only one that's doing this you know so there are definitely times that um he felt lonely but in hindsight he also knew that our heavenly father was isolating him for a reason he was isolating him to prepare him for his next position and his purpose and so i think even with you know, this change that I've been in, this change decision that you just made of taking yourself off of a project is now isolating you in many ways. This change that I'm undergoing is isolating me in many ways. And, you know, again, I love my family. And yes, two come together to become one. But God never intends in marriage for either person to lose who they are and not know who they are in Christ. That's why you and gotta be whole. Exactly, exactly. You can't have to, we're all broken, yes. right? And, and it's Christ who makes us whole, but we go through that discovery as individuals, right? My husband can't live out my walk and I can't live out his walk. And so it's, um, it's so important for us to understand that when God is isolating us and withdrawing us and pulling us away, it's because he's preparing us actually for more. He's preparing us for greater. He's preparing us for newness. He's preparing us, preparing us for life, life on, on life, on life, on life, on life. He's not isolating us per se to punish us. There may be some form of consequence or punishment of sin that, that has to be dealt with. Yeah. But typically when God is pulling us off, it's because he, he I got to get you back close to me because you, you kind of off a little bit. Or I got to get you back close to me because I need you to see where I'm about to take you next. Don't look at that as a bad thing. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of end it right here because um, we could probably talk forever yeah. about anything yeah. and everything because that's yeah. what friends do, right? Yeah. But I do think we done got we we got probably about three episodes in, <laughs> in here before you. I had to use you before you you went off to a different state. And I'm gonna still be a part of the podcast. <laughs> I but, know you, you know. are, but we're we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be missing some episodes uh, yeah. from not hearing your voice. But um, just to sum up this last conversation we had, and we were talking about 
uh, trusting God and God's plan and not our plan. If someone is out there and you're kind of um, just struggling or not understanding um, God's plan, or maybe, you know, you're... I don't know what I'm really trying to say here, but um, what 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 I'm thinking is you you have to get to a point to where you trust God. And it's not about your plan, what you want to do, but it's about his. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, mm-hmm. like um, Pastor Anisha has been saying, we don't understand his plan. Mm-hmm. We may not even want to do his plan. Mm-hmm. But I think that if we let go and be obedient, mm-hmm. then... Um, it's a lot better and he mm-hmm. opens up a lot of doors and he blesses us and mm-hmm. he gives us favor and um, more than what we would get if we kept doing it mm-hmm. our Absolutely. way. Yep. Anything you want to add on to that? I, I would just say ditto. I think, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it's not going to make sense um, in God's world, in God's mind, in, according to his ways, two plus two never equals four. Two times two never equals four. It, it, it equals something totally random and totally different. But once we... Four plus 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 plus. Right. One, <laughs> once we go through it and then we're able to look back in hindsight, we say, oh, yeah, that did make sense. Two plus two does equal 18. You know, it, it's so random and so different. But um, that's how he operates. And we have to learn to um, trust what doesn't make sense yeah. and go with it. And this is probably a different conversation, but what just came into my mind was church hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, as I was beginning this conversation, I was talking about some of the struggles that I went in mm-hmm. the, with, within, within the church. And I didn't understand why that was happening because I felt like, you know, church, I thought it's not perfect, but I, I didn't think that what I went through with. I would go through, but um, sometimes, well, not sometimes, a lot of times in church, you just got regular people in there that's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And but they're still the regular person. If you're a bitter person, mm-hmm. then you gotta be bitter in you church. If, if you're broken, yeah, broken, if you know what you're going through, if you got secrets you're holding on yeah. to that you haven't dealt with, if you're not whole as a person, if you yeah. have self-esteem issues, if you. You know, whatever it is, those those are the same people that's in the church that's just trying to deal with it. Even if even if you think you are whole, all of us every day are in a situation like Peter was, where Jesus is saying, um, where where Jesus is is out on the water and Peter is saying, "Bid me to come to you." Mm-hmm. Right? That's our life every day. That that's who we are every day, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. That's who we are every day. And so, as the saying goes, there is no perfect church. Because even when you think you found a perfect church, the moment you step into it, it's imperfect. Because all of us are broken. All of us um, have something that we are either struggling through or we are growing through. The struggle is if if we're reluctantly going through it. We all have something that we're either struggling through or we're growing through. If we're struggling through it, we're probably not getting it. We're not getting what God needs to see, and we're going to continue to struggle through it. When we start growing through it is when we recognize God is doing something in us. And as difficult as it may be, as tough as it may be, we're going to step out on faith, and we're going to do what God is leading us to do. We're growing through it. All right. 
So on that note, I'm going to ask you just to close us out in a word of prayer. If this is three episodes, we'll see where this prayer goes. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we could cut and paste and put the prayer at the end of each thing we just talked, <laughs> talked about. <laughs> Well, let's, let's. That wasn't the plan. It just <laughs> happened that way. So, but we we at least gonna get one prayer. We gotta get one prayer up in here. Yeah. Well, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for allowing us to come together over this podcast and and to be able to just have some real and raw conversation about everyday life things that are occurring. Father, there may be somebody out there right now who is contemplating a decision of relocation, contemplating a move. The move might just be down the street or it could be around the corner or out of the state. Whatever the the burden is that is on their hearts right now, Holy Spirit, we just pray that they would incline their ears to you and listen and that you would lead them into their blessing, that you would lead them according to Um, the will that you have for their lives. And there might be somebody who is struggling in their career right now. They might be a part of those two-thirds that we discussed where they are just um, fed up, Father, and and they feel like they're at their wits end. We pray open doors for them right now. We pray that you would send someone along their side or they would see something, hear something, read something that would spark a motivation in them, Lord, to know that maybe it is time for them to move on and to do something new and do something different and to not fear what's on the other side of different, to go for it and just make it happen. And and Father, as we've been having this conversation around trust and leadership and just letting our faith evolve in you, there may be somebody right now, Lord, who has been blessed by this conversation, who's been in the dark on this for quite some time. Maybe they felt you nudging and pulling at them and didn't really understand, Father, um, how to receive it. We pray open doors for them right now in the name of Jesus as well. We pray that you would send mentors to um, help guide them through, Lord, um, the next phase of their ministry, their walk, their evolution of faith in you, Father. God, link us together and continue to yoke us up. That's all this podcast is, Lord. Four women that you have brought together and you have yoked us together um, so that we can um, sharpen each other's iron. As the saying is, iron sharpens iron. And for this, God, we just give you praise. We thank you, Lord, even for Justin, for our producer. We thank you for all that he does, Father. We ask, Lord, that you would replenish him now in the name of Jesus. Give him, Lord, every every desire of his heart, Lord. Meet every need that he has in Jesus' name. And the listeners right now, Father, meet every desire of their heart and meet every need that they have. Lord, we know that you shall supply all of our need according to your riches and glory. And we thank you, Father. We thank you that you can see more, hear more, will always know way more than we could ever fathom. Let us go in grace and knowledge as we depart from this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. All right. We got it done. We got it. Woo.